Hello, everybody. It is great to be here one more time today. My name is Gary Fowler, and I am the CEO, president, and founder of GST Get You Done Venture Studios. We're a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in Silicon Valley. Love artificial intelligence and quantum computing. I've been involved in 17 startups. I was on the original management team of Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion and also Eva.ai. We believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunities are not. And with that, I have an incredible guest today. Adnan Niazi is a PhD. He is a guru in terms of uh, services companies, cybersecurity. He does a life alert startup and spinoff from Nova Salter, which he founded called Novus Guard. And we know that we need to make this world a better place and a safer place. So with that, I'd like to bring him on board. Adnan, how are you doing today? Yes, very well. Thanks a lot, Gary. Thanks for inviting. So I got a question for you. You know, you got a really robust uh, background. So you did your undergraduate degree in engineering. You went to King's College uh, for your PhD. And then you did uh, your Master of Science in Mechanical. So how in the world... Did you go from that, you went to Siemens as a planning engineer. How did you go from that to doing startups? Uh, okay, so let me put uh, that uh, into context. Uh, first, I did my master's from King's, then went on to do my PhD on his scholarship. And I was the first uh, the candidate to receive that kind of a scholarship at King's College London. Coming back to your point, how did I uh, came to be the entrepreneur and the founder of the companies that I started. Look, I mean, I have been the uh, proponent of uh, uh, working together with academia and industry together. And it's always been at the back of my mind to act as a bridge between the two ends to bring those together. So while I have been uh, with the academia for good uh, chunk of my life, uh, I always wanted to work with the industry. So the moment I came out of the college and had worked uh, with a lot of researchers, I started working with a number of universities across London and Greater London. And uh, during that time became the assessor and the external verifiers working for a lot of universities. And that opened up a lot of avenues for me to work together with the academia and the industry um, um, people, uh, which then uh, allowed me to work very closely with number of entrepreneurs as, uh, as well. And for me, the decision making and the independent decision making of the thinkers of the great thinkers have always inspired me and wanted to do something that instills, uh, um, uh, you know, a uh, lot of uh, uh, um, scientific values at the background and the work of a lot of people filtered it down to the grassroots level. And at that time, I um, laid the foundation of the company called Novus Altair. Novus is for novel and Altair is the brightest star in the constellation called uh, Aquila. Now, this inspired me to come up with the idea of working uh, with a lot of researchers and academics. And I'd been working in the background and worked with a lot of security industries, having my background with the uh, Siemens and the planning engineer working on a lot of security systems at that time. So I started uh, this company in London, expanded with worked with a lot of uh, uh, companies and the clients uh, in the area. 
but what was got missing so was not, the technology, not, was the technology part. I know, I got a question for you. So the technology part, but I, I want to drop back for a second before we get down this a little bit further. How did you, why did you go to China? You got a lot of experience in China. Why did you do that? Was that, were you uh, doing uh, governmental roles? Are you looking in collaborative research or what, what were you doing there exactly? Because you spent a lot of time at, uh, was this uh, Tianjin and Tsinghua, Tsinghua University? Yeah. So again, uh, that is down to uh, the need for bringing the academia and the uh, um, industry together and I'll be delivering lectures and seminars and the need for bringing the two aspects uh, together. So it's very important uh, for the technology to be transferred uh, to the um, actual application. Uh, it's all good having the theoretical knowledge and um, with ourselves research ac academics, we are so good in going down to the bottom of uh, everything, uh, working on um, mathematical models, but unless you convert that into application. So the part that comes from China and that inspired me was to see how Chinese are able to very quickly transform the academic knowledge into practical aspects. And the last 10 years have been revolutionary in their life. So one part of my life was uh, about learning from what's going on in China that is allowing their researchers to incredibly at a, at a very good pace churn that knowledge into a practical solution and purpose, but also to share my experiences with them. And that's what uh, brought me there. And I was invited, I've been invited there to deliver lectures on these uh, aspects. So how about this, Adnan? How different was it being in China? How different was it for you? Tell me about, about your life in China. Yeah, a number of things are um, different in a sense that the cultural impact on Chinese and the way they live their lives is ingrained in the way they, they want to get things done. Uh, nine to five, um, uh, you know, routine is all good. Uh, but when you are a researcher, you lose that routine. And that's true with Chinese particularly. So when I visited these universities, it's uh, uh, quite uh, ubiquitous where the researchers are working late night in their laboratories, interacting with other groups of researchers, working on a lot of deadlines and making things happen. But interestingly, they are also working at the same time beyond those uh, nine to five routines with uh, the industrialists as well, they are bringing those people. So uh, the utility, time utility is one thing, but also what they are doing, what they are uh, able to do is to connect very rapidly with a number of good universities and academics all across the world. Uh, and the uh, one good thing that the Chinese have managed to do in the last 20 years or so is to lift a large chunk of their population above the poverty line, mm -hmm. which means now they have a big class in their uh, population, the young class, those between the age of 20 and 30, who are very interested in technology, the use of internet, uh, IoT, AI, metaverse. Now, all of these might still be buzzwords in our part of the world. Uh, I'm not sure about. So they're moving US, forward. I suppose it's pretty so, they, they, so they've done yes. a good job. But how was your life, though? Tell me about your life, not just well, what was it like? What did you do for fun over there? Well, 
not much time was there for fun but yes it's uh, good to enjoy the uh, evenings there go out have some uh, gets uh, with uh, the industry uh, going there out there in uh, restaurants enjoy a good meal but finding meal of your taste is not always a very so, so easy in that? china did you, find, did you find some strange meals was it interesting did you see things that you're thinking i don't know I, what it is or do you, are you really risky and you would try it i i actually was quite shocked to see some of the things there really so a monkey head was out there uh, on um, uh, one of the restaurants over a boiling pot of water monkey head are you sure yes and then i saw um um snakes uh being offered and um, they, well by the way snakes are very common reptiles a lot of reptiles are common but they they have a lot of pay for good vegetarian meal as well did you eat any of that stuff there was this desire but i was very reluctant uh, to especially try a monkey head i did try a lot of other things uh, so um there were different kind of soups i tried uh, i tried um, um different kinds of nuts and okay uh, but I, the thing with the monkey head i don't know about no, you, no, no way my my guests were keen and they did try but i didn't try they, they yeah so that's they amazing. did try and it's a lot of cultures have different tastes that's for sure yeah yes um so yes the, the life uh, the nightlife is also quite interesting there it's buzzing the cities are thronging with life one city after another city uh, they've got metro good uh, developed uh, communication system and it's not just big cities we are talking about it's every other city that it's springing up is buzzing with life yeah no i it's not I just night nightlife but they have uh, managed to capture their history in their museums very well um the discipline in their day to day life i think is widely prevalent and there are misconceptions in our part of the world about how uh, you know some of the things are done in china i i i would say once you go there this will open up a whole new dimension for you about how they are leading their life and why they are progressing the way they are progressing so we will need to go there and experience for ourselves um to appreciate the kind of progress they have made in the last two decades particularly but perhaps in last 7 or 10 years more important interesting yeah sorry about that somebody just tried to call me what's up so you you were there and you were there for a number of years right so you spent time in in um 2017 2018 and How did you get invited? How did they come up? Did somebody say one day, "Oh, I want to talk to you, Adnan. Come on over to China to speak." No, I've been uh, working with a number of uh, research groups here in the UK, and now they've got good connectivity across various different parts of the world. So, particularly the King's College London, which is among uh, top ten or uh, in the global rating in a number of departments. So, we've been working with uh, a number of uh, groups in Chinese uh, universities over there. My Uh, research got published and i've already been delivering lectures in 
uh, the local universities here. So some Chinese friends attending various different conferences picked up things, number of papers were discussed, we had good meetings, then things pro progressed from there. I was invited um, first in 2017. And then this became the entry point, the gateway to a number of other uh, universities uh, there. And since then, I've been, uh, you know, a frequent traveler to China, being invited almost on every single visit by one of their uh, big institutes. Wow, that's amazing. And so you lived in California for some time too, correct? No, not yet. No. Well, we've oh. been uh, working on the startup in uh, California. So yeah, I've established a company. USA yes, absolutely. Yes. So we've just established uh, uh, the company over there, the um, spin-off Nova's Guard from Nova Salter already. Uh, and if you allow me to give a little background about uh, the uh, the link between the two also. So the Nova Salter sure. organization, which we founded way back in 2010, and uh, which uh, aspires to go up and up and is symbolized by its rising and shining star, which cuts through the symbolic two red lines, the challenges, which acts to lift its spirit and uh, seeks to seek uh, the newer heights with every uh, new challenge that comes its way. And we got ISO 9001, 14001, 45001 more recently, um, and uh, the other certifications. We never stopped. But one thing that had been missing, as I told you, was the technology element. We wanted to remain at the technology uh, uh, highway center point the center the master uh the, or the focal point had to be the technology so what we did we worked on a product called nova's guard the loan worker protection device the again the need came from our internal fleet of uh, staff who had to be secured themselves uh when they are especially working in loan environment and so we laid the foundation of nova's guard uh since its uh, inception in 2000 and 18, uh, late 2018, we have been working on seeking new dimensions uh, to this uh, uh, product. And what we have now achieved is uh, the product which has uh, matured in uh, the UK and now we have established its uh, uh, office in uh, US, in the US. So to answer your question, I'll be coming back to California very soon, hopefully. And uh, we have gotten offices in Abu Dhabi and uh, uh, Dubai also. And now we are starting the office in Malaysia. So how's business? How's that uh, Novus out there? What kind of revenue are you generating? Now, so for the uh, Novus Altair part, we are generating in, in the region of uh, around 8 to 10 million uh, pound. Uh, now, probably that equates to around 12 to 13 million in dollars, US dollars. Uh, and that has been acting as the VC fund for Novus Guard also, if you like. Uh, so we've been funding from our own resources, this project Nova's Guard, and um, uh, funding in the number of areas in terms of not just the uh, loan worker side, but the IoT side and the AI side. And uh, in the next couple of years or so, the uh, uh, next dimension would be robotics combined with metaverse. Ah, I got it. Robotics combined with metaverse. I love that. And now yes. what is the connection? So I know the metaverse and I know robotics, but what do you mean? Let's talk about it. 
Okay, so we, we have two main areas uh, to put simply for your viewers and listeners. Uh, when a loan worker is in distress, we would allow their devices, put simply their mobile phone devices, to raise the alert either actively or passively. If they are not able to raise the alert, the device will do it for themselves. Once the signal is received, either in our control room or the signal may be received by anyone, the next big task is to provide the support. That is where the challenge lies. Now, we all know that we have in especially developed countries, we have uh, the likes of 999 or 911 in different countries. But again, that could be too late. By the time uh, your support arrives, it could be too late for individuals. So that's where we come in. What we are now trying to do is to deploy and dispatch our responders in the form of uh, uh, drones. So the first set of drones will arrive on the scene, let's say within 30 to 40 seconds of the alarms being raised. Of course, there's a whole series of filters being deployed to filter out the noise and all kinds of false alarms uh, and make sure uh, uh, that the uh, utility of the response is secured. So once they arrive, all kinds of uh, uh, utility may be secured from those uh, responders, from the deterrence to the surveillance to the first aid. Now, the applications are, are, are wide open for us. But Metaverse, again, is something we've recently worked out and we are conceptualizing the concept of combining Metaverse with those uh, drone reconnaissance. So what the drones will be doing is projecting laser beam uh, metaverse environment and again the application of that metaverse environment would stretch from the simple first aid tool and the demo to an ordinary man where they can provide the help on scene and again to the information but more importantly again the deterrence so we wow, will use that metaverse environment. Me, give yeah. us a scenario tell me where it would be used now, for example, football stadiums, uh, it could be in a lone working environment. It could be a terrorist threat. It could be uh, in U.S. environment. It could be a live situation. Adnan, tell us exactly so let's how it let's say active, let, let's say active shooting is going on right. and the alert is raised. Before, before a dispatch arrives by police, our drones will be there in 30 seconds and wow. they will start capturing the evidence. Not only that, first aid will be there, but more important, depending on the license protocol in a given country, they will also be able to deploy in future some kind of ammunition and those drones can be controlled remotely. Yeah. Now, that is at least the vision of the con concept. And then uh, the second, the secondly, secondary layer of ground-based mobile patrol robots will arrive even before the human-based conventional protocol, the tertiary layer arrives. So we will have the primary layer, the secondary layer, and then the tertiary conventional layer. Now, well, at the what, moment, we are... Adnan, this is starting to sound like Terminator. Well, we, we are reaching there. We have to, sooner or later. Those who reach now, those, those who take the leap now, uh, will be but the I'm leaders in the Adnan, industry. Adnan, you're a smart guy, right? Tell me this. What happens if we don't have compassion and empathy? What happens to those robots? What happens to the AI inside of those and machine learning? What I mean, what's your vision? You raised an interesting point, but you know, uh, Gary, we've already started working uh, in this area in Japan, 
people are uh, even uh, relying on their pet dogs as robots and there are uh, human mimicking robots filled up with emotions but ai uh, and the fuzzy logic the use of a neural network machine learning will make it possible for these robots to learn over a period of time of course the texture etc they they will all be part of that and we are working in all of those areas the aesthetics of robots uh, haptics now uh, when these haptics aesthetics of it the robotics part uh, the machine we will have something uh, in future we none of us know how this will evolve but one thing is for sure these robots one day will have the capability to learn and to mimic as close to humans as they possibly can that will be the case that would include eventually emotions as well and empathy that will no it's um, amazing i i love what you're doing so tell me a little bit about what's the future hold i mean if you look 5 years out from now where are you going to be uh we would become global the aim is to become a unicorn in next 2 to 3 years but in given 5 years we want to become household name as close to the likes of whatsapp of security industry as possible if not in 5 years probably 7 to 10 years is my target anyway so between next 7 to 10 years we want to become uh, the facebook or the whatsapp in security industry and the security let me tell you we want we we cannot confine buzzword security in simply the mend or the physical guarding security we are talking about the climate security we are work about food security now this is very important this about the survival of human race it's about the security but we we have to start from somewhere where we are starting is trying to understand the conventional security work at the cutting edge of technology and transform through the use of technology working with the expert in the industry and spread as far uh, as uh, uh, we go so we want to become global no that's great i in fact i just had a conversation this morning that the guy in 2007 their team he was a lead author of the uh paper that won the Nobel prize with uh with Al Gore in the environment in 2007 so I had him on the he's going to actually be on the show too so I hear you there we need uh we need security we need climate security you know we've got the population of the world going from 8.1 billion to 13 billion now don at the Absolutely. same time we got to double the food supply by 2050 to feed everybody so we get it we understand it Listen, we're coming to the top of the show and closing thoughts and how do people get a hold of you? Okay, so I'm approachable in a number of ways. Now, um our website, I've got three different website, novosquad.co.uk. We've got novosaltair.co.uk. Now, all of the contact details are there. But if you like for the benefit of your viewers, I'm also approachable uh through my direct email address. If that's uh, okay, I can give my email address. now if uh, uh, i'll try to be as quick as possible director at novasaltair.com mm -hmm. uh, is my uh, email address and the quickest way for me for those who have got my number of course i'm approachable uh, to that as well now that's great so i got to say adnan it was great to have you on the show today you're an amazing guy you built an incredible company 
for the viewers out there, that's what we do at GSD. We help companies go global. We love to build unicorns. We love to help them cross barriers, whether they're geographic or political, to be able to make this world a better place. And adding on, that's one of the things that you just said to us today. Let's go out there. Let's stay safe. Let's stay happy. Let's stay healthy. And let's, most importantly, get shit done. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Everybody stay tuned for another exciting edition on Thursday. My name is Gary Fowler, and I am the host of GSD Presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. Thank you very much, Adnan, for joining the show today. Thank you. My pleasure.